listening to the Testudo Times Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation's Maryland Terrapins Colossus. As promised, Noah Niederhofer joins me. He's been really excited to talk about Maryland lacrosse and I figured we should absolutely talk about both of them, considering they're both number one seeds in their NCAA tournament. They both already won their first round games, and they both could win national titles this year. So, Noah, uh, which do you want to start with? You have the floor here. Uh, I will start with the two-time defending champion um, women. Uh, they, uh, they're going for the three-peat. They made the final three years ago, but lost in triple overtime to UNC in what, what might be the greatest uh, women's across championship ever played so this Maryland team going going for a pretty impressive stretch trying to make four finals and uh, in a row and trying to to make it three national titles in a row uh, this team is is pretty special um, Taylor Cummings might finish her career as uh, one of if not the most decorated women's lacrosse player ever so not not only one of the most dominant uh, but one of the most decorated, she would be going for her third to Wharton Award at the end of the season. That's the equivalent of really the Heisman Trophy uh, for for uh, for lacrosse. Um, the women's women's lacrosse team has the number one scoring offense in the country and the number six scoring defense. So really, when you look at it, they're incredibly balanced. Some of the surprising things about this team. They're undefeated this season. It's their second straight regular season that they went undefeated, and they're third in the last four years, which is just really, really impressive. This team had a lot of question marks coming in. Uh, This year they only returned five starters off their national championship team. There were a lot of questions. The goalie position, huge position, unresolved uh, going into the season. And the job actually was won by a true freshman, Megan Taylor, who ended up winning Big Ten Goalie of the Year. So really, Maryland has has answered a lot of those critics who wondered, is this Maryland team going to be as dominant? Are they going to be as good as we've seen in the last few seasons? The answer to that has been an overwhelming Yes, as the uh, the Maryland Terrapins have swept the uh, regular season and Big Ten tournament titles, uh, they just took care of Johns Hopkins 14 to eight in their first game. That was in the second round, so they will actually host the quarterfinals. They will play UMass. Okay, and I also believe from very basic research that there is another undefeated team in women's lacrosse who it looks like we're setting up for a national championship game in Philly. Uh, Chester, to be more specific. I have to get that right because of where the stadium is. Anyway, there is another undefeated team right now. Uh, and that's where we're set, and that's what we're setting up for, right? So Southern California is a a good team. And before Uh, you go on, yes, they do play women's lacrosse at Southern Cal. That's right. It's a surprise, but they do. Southern Cal is a relatively new program. Um, they have done very, very well. Um, they don't really have the strength of schedule. Um, that a lot of other teams do. Their conference is not particularly daunting, and they did not schedule a very tough uh, out-of-conference schedule the way that Maryland does. Maryland is the top-ranked RPI, and they, they've they beaten 
you know, I think 13 or 14 ranked teams uh, this season, including many in the top 10. So USC was penalized for having that weaker schedule, which is why they got the fifth seed despite going uh, undefeated. The problem for USC is that they're playing Syracuse, which is a very seasoned, very experienced team. I expect Syracuse to win that matchup uh, against USC. I would be very surprised if USC was able to come out and take it to Syracuse, which is a very good team defensively. It's a very high-pressure defense, very athletic defense, and a very balanced offense led by one of the nation's best players in Kayla Trainer, who happens to be one of the nation's best draw control specialists as well. So I, I think what we're going to see actually is another Maryland-Syracuse matchup in the Final Four uh, Maryland beat Syracuse two years ago in the national championship game and last year in the Final Four. We've seen these two teams play a lot. I think we're, I think we're going to get another installment of, uh, of Maryland-Syracuse women's lacrosse, which is, is always, uh, always a good thing, especially when you have two of the best players in the country uh, in Taylor Cummings for Maryland and Kayla Trainer for Syracuse going head-to-head. Um, again, as you said, this will be in Chester, Pennsylvania. For, uh, for any MLS fans out there, Major League Soccer, uh, this will be played uh, at the same place where the Philadelphia Union play, mm-hmm. PPL Park. It's not called that anymore. It's called Talent Energy Stadium, but who really cares? Oh, well, it's, under, it's underneath the Commodore Barry Bridge, a bridge I've gone over many times in my life and is nothing special. Let's I, just I, say that. It's, the bridge perhaps may be nothing special. I can tell you from covering Maryland's last uh, national championship where they actually completed a historic come-from-behind victory over North Carolina that under the lights, it's a really, really impressive setting. Um, however, I think they, they might be playing this as a day game. I don't know whether or not it'll be uh, as exciting, but I, I know that the venue and the moment... Uh, as well as just the atmosphere was uh, was pretty special the last time around. Um, in, a, in, a, in a pretty, just as far as the bracket goes, uh, Penn State, who Maryland um, beat in the, the regular season finale to, uh, to, to win the outright Big Ten title, knocked off the number two seed uh, in Florida, meaning that North Carolina, uh, who, who Maryland has played time and time again, uh, Maryland, as I said, beat them last year for the national championship, lost to them three years ago, uh, has an easier path into the into the final. I, I expect that we probably will see Maryland, North Carolina uh, in the championship. Okay. So you do you think the women are going to get there? Do you think they're going to do it again? I do. I do. I think that there are very few teams in this field that can – run with Maryland and keep pace with them offensively. I think there are very few teams that can match up with them uh, in terms of their their lockdown defenders. And I think that there are very, just in terms of talent and their balance on offense, Maryland, almost every game, it, it seems like, has seven or eight goal scorers. Everybody on the field can hurt you. I think Syracuse and North Carolina are the two teams that come the closest to that. And Maryland, I expect, will get a taste of both. And if they if they win and they run the table and they go undefeated as national champions in Taylor Cummings' senior year, I think it'll be just one of the most impressive coaching jobs 
that I've seen in, in women's lacrosse in a long time and, and certainly a testament to Kathy Reese and her staff um, just uh, doing an unbelievable job throwing a lot of uh, freshmen into the mix and then getting so far an undefeated season out of them. This is really a very good team. Um, what's, what's surprising is that last year, was was supposed to be the year that that Maryland went undefeated inside the cross I believe had a uh, a cover of them on the magazine uh and and had the the question is this the best team ever and Maryland lost in the the Big 10 tournament semifinal uh to Ohio State ended up winning the national championship it was the only game that they would lose that year and ended up winning the national championship and yet this team is the one that that goes undefeated with the number one scoring offense and and a top ten scoring defense, they really are a dangerous team. But by no means is this going to be an easy run for them. I do think that they'll be able to handle UMass without much problem. Uh, they've played them a couple of times. They played them actually last year uh, in their run to the tournament. Mm -hmm. So let's go over to the men now. Uh, I called their game yesterday, so I know a little bit more about the men than I do the women. That's why I leave it to you. Uh, the men are also the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Now, they aren't nearly as finally successful as the women. They haven't won a national championship since 1975, and longtime men's fans will, will know that. They're the number one seed this year. Uh, what are your thoughts initially before we open up this discussion a bit more on their chances? Absolutely. One of the things that I think I noticed about this, this team is when they, they – first of all – Let's just say uh, they haven't lost since March 5th. True. They've won 14 in a row, which is the longest in-season streak in Maryland history. So th this is a special team. And it started really in earnest, I think, with a win over Top 10 Albany, which was their first win over a ranked opponent that season. And Albany came in with a Top 10 offense, and Maryland was able to to really shut them down. And Maryland's defense has, has been the linchpin of many of their great teams, and it's been the offense that hasn't really kept up. What seems incredibly special about this group is their ability on offense. And they've been, I mean, they've been really putting up goals and playing with an increased pace. And Austin Henningsen, who's a true freshman, has been really great at the faceoff X position. He's he's been pretty special, and then Matt Rambo has just developed into just an incredible offensive player. Not only scoring goals, everybody knew he could score goals before, and they marked him. But now he's really developing. He's coming into his own as a contributor, uh, as a somebody who is just helping the offense flow. Uh, in that game against uh, Quinnipiac, had three goals and two assists. He had a three-goal, three-assist game in the Big Ten tournament final. He was absolutely phenomenal in this season. And Maryland's offense, it seems, has almost been matching uh, that defense. Maryland's defense, by the way, ranked sixth uh, in the country, only allowing uh, less allowing less than uh, eight goals a game. Maryland has actually only allowed ten goals twice this season. And in college lacrosse, that is very tough to do. When they score 10, I love this stat, under John Tillman, they're 62-4. and four. 
They're 45 and one in the last four seasons when they score 10 plus goals. And they're that's, that's insane. It is insane, and they're scoring a and lot. They scored of them ten by plus now. in every game in this winning streak, so it's just it's amazing what they've done. Now, talking with people about this team, I don't get the sense that this is the best team of recent years. Not quite as talented, but it's certainly they have the best chance. They're the number one seed, and number two seed Denver lost to Towson at home yesterday. So Maryland, the best team left is Notre Dame, a team that they lost to. And Yale is also in the tournament. They've won. They're going to play, I believe, Brown in the uh, quarterfinals. And that could Navy, set up to Navy, be... Navy will play Brown. Oh, Navy will play Brown. They beat Yale. Very, very Navy, good. Navy, Navy took out the fourth seed. Um, so, it, and it, no, it's, so the semifinal, the quarterfinal matchups are Maryland will play Syracuse next Saturday. Navy will play Brown. That's in um, Providence, yes. And Towson beat Denver, which was a very big surprise. They'll play. I who are they going to play? Are they playing? They're uh, going to play. They're going to play Loyola Maryland. That's what uh, that I that Towson upset. I, I just want to to jump in here for a second. It, probably one of the, the biggest upsets I've ever seen uh, in in the NCAA tournament. It certainly ranks up there with with the greatest in in NCAA tournament history. Uh, Denver won the national championship against Maryland last year, and, and I can I was at that game. Uh, covering, I, I can tell you, uh, this that that Denver team is incredibly good, and that Towson was able to pull this off is incredible. It was a tough team, and because it is only a 16-team field in the NCAA men's lacrosse tournament, there really are no easy outs. Even in the first round, every team has to battle, and I mean that's that's evident by by what we saw with the the six seed going down. Uh, and, you know, Syracuse, the eight seed, had to battle back to beat Albany. Um, from, from the people that I've talked to, uh, and, and obviously I, I do know the sport, but Syracuse, I will say, um, poses a much more dangerous threat to Maryland than Albany did. Uh, Albany is, is much more manageable on the defensive end. Syracuse, both on offense uh, in the circle and on defense matches up much, much better with Maryland. That is not going to be an easy game. Maryland is going to have to play hard for 60 minutes, uh, and, and they're going to have to play, for the most part, mistake-free lacrosse. Uh, I, I believe that they'll be able to beat Syracuse, um, but it, it certainly won't be easy. Brown, by the way, uh, the nation's number one scoring offense, put up 17 goals on Johns Hopkins. Uh, if they can do the same thing to Navy, uh, we could be in for a really interesting matchup between offense and defense with Maryland and Brown potentially in the semifinals. Those games are at Lincoln Financial Field, by the way, not Talon Energy Stadium. Both former homes, one's the current home, one's the former home of the Philadelphia Union. Anyway, uh, so quickly, we'll end on this. Do the men finally get it done? I, this, I've watched this team enough this year to say that they are very, very good. They put it all together, and they get the offense working. They are very, very hard to beat because that defense is consistently always there. So, in your mind, do you think they can finally win it? Because I'm saying, from what I've seen and what I know of this history, if they don't get it done this year, I don't know when they will get it done because this is probably their best chance to, whether this is the best team they've had in a while or not. Well, I mean, I think that it's it's not to say I don't know when they will because – uh, my freshman year, this is back in 2010, 2011, 
they made the final as an unseeded team. And then the next year, they made the final again as an unseeded team. So anytime you get into the final, you got a shot. And Maryland has proven time and time again under John Tillman that they will always have a shot at the national championship um, because they will get into the finals. Now, granted, uh, it's been in, in the 40 years uh, since. So this is now where we're going. This is 41 years that Maryland has gone without a championship. And I wrote a column on this after Maryland beat Navy uh, about just kind of touching on some of the things that happened back in, in 1975 since Maryland last won the national title. Uh, a couple of those uh, SNL, Saturday Night Live, premiered on television, and Ali beat Frazier. So those are two things that happened in 75, uh, just to, to kind of give you an idea of, of just how long ago it was. So Maryland, yeah, it was a long Maryland, time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Maryland men's and women's across, they are both number one overall seeds. Um, no school in NCAA history has had the men and the women's across teams earn number one overall seed. So what happened this year is historic. I do expect the women to win um, in a very, I think it'll be a very, very close game with, with UNC. It always is. For the men, I, I think there is something special about this team. It's going to be a very tough road just because of, of the problems that Brown presents on offense and Syracuse presents just in terms of matchups. I do think that this team is capable of winning the national championship. Uh, I really do believe that. I think that they're, and the key is, is the offense. They can play from behind, and they have played from behind this season. I think that that makes them such a, such a dangerous team. And then, of course, the defense led by National Goalkeeper of the Year, Kyle Burnlor. Uh, I don't know if he'll, if he'll win National Goalkeeper of the Year for the second straight year, uh, but he's a senior, and this defense... Uh, with Tim Muller and Greg Danseglio and uh, Matt Dunn, uh, is really tough as nails. Uh, I think we could see, Matt, a, a pretty special moment, obviously. Uh, as I said before, uh, no team in, in no school in NCAA history had ever had the men and women's teams earn number one overall seeds in, in the lacrosse tournaments. However, there has been a sweep before. It just hasn't happened since 19. 94, and that was when Princeton, uh, under Bill Tierney, who now coaches at Denver, and Chris Saylor uh, for Princeton, uh, led their teams um, to men's and women's national titles in lacrosse. I think we could see that here. Now, obviously, a lot of people will say, well, of course, they're the number one overall seeds. Uh, they're supposed to do that. It's a little bit, it, it's, it's not so simple in, in men's lacrosse. Typically, the number one seed does not win national championships. At least that's how it's been uh, for, the, for the, the recent stretch. But I do believe that Maryland has what it takes to win a national championship. Am I 100% positive? Absolutely not. Um, but I, I believe that Maryland is going to win the national championship, and that's just from what I've seen this year. And the team that they were when they lost to Notre Dame, they are a very different team now. They are technically sound. They're not making a lot of mistakes. And even when they are, they're, they really are playing at a very, very high level, both on offense and on defense. They're peaking at the right time at, in the tournament, which is, is just another sign of a John Tillman team. 
I do believe that they're going to get the job done. I think they're going to win for the first time in 41 years, and I think Maryland's going to pull off the sweep in men's and women's across, and I think they're going to do it for the first time since 1994. It's a very exciting time, uh, so I would head to Philly uh, for, for next weekend, uh, the Final Four, uh, Memorial Day weekend. I think it'll be a really great time, and I mean, both of those venues, at least from, from where I was last year, very exciting, and, and I think it will be so again. Telling me things I already know quite a bit of, because uh, when you're telling me to head to Philadelphia, I'm already doing that. I'm going home. Anyway, uh, thank you, Noah. I really appreciate you talking about the lacrosse teams. You're very passionate about that, and we wanted to get your opinions on it as well. So thank you. I appreciate it, man. Anytime, obviously, uh, because I'm the uh, one of the non-rev uh, coordinators. Basically, it means I have 17 sports to to look after yeah. so I, uh these these are uh these sports are are all important um you know uh, uh, maryland maryland has a lot of sports and a lot of of athletes doing some some pretty great stuff and uh at testudo times that's that's what we do we bring we bring it all to you and and uh let you know what's going on across maryland athletics yep thank you all for listening but of course go terps